Hi, everybody. I'm Jerry Wicker, the host of the Savvy Beach Bums podcast, which is a personal development podcast focused on exploring the day-to-day behaviors we all engage in that determine the results we gain in our lives. It's where I share simple strategies you can use to help you live the beach bum life, which is a life of freedom like a beach bum without being broke. You can always check out all the latest with the Savvy Beach Bums podcast on our blog, which is SavvyBeachBums.wordpress.com. You can email us at SavvyBeachBums at Outlook.com. And be sure to click subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to the Savvy Beach Bums podcast. And as always, Beach Bums and Mermaids, Live free. Peace. Right now, though, let's get back to more of the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast with my good friend, Royce Bottom. Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend it with me. I hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You got your great cup of Joe and you're ready to go. Now, let's take a trip down memory lane. Think back to the very first concert you ever attended. Um, where you were standing, maybe sitting at, what the show was. But really what I want you to hone in on is how loud was it? Was you up close to the stage? Were you near the speakers? Were you somewhere where it was so loud you couldn't hear yourself think? You couldn't even talk to the person you're going uh, to the show with, right? So that's what I want to look at today is finding our calling in a world full of noise. Because we all know that this world is slap full of noise. We see it, we hear it, and we are feeling it today. All right, so let's look at some stuff. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 7.17. Each person should live as believers in whoever the situation the Lord assigns them. Just as God has called them, this is the rule to lay down in all the churches. This was a letter to the Corinth church from Paul. Okay, When Paul was trying to tell them, we all have a calling, we all must follow the calling. 2 Timothy 1.9, it reads, Christ has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his purpose and grace. See, God's called a lot of people in the Bible. He called Moses. He called Abraham. All right. He's, he called them and he told them, hey, this is what I want you to do. This is your calling. You got to look at it. Jesus called all 12 disciples, told them they, they all had a mission to follow him. And Paul was even called by Jesus in a vision. Right. In other words, Christ calls each of us, not a certain elite above the average Christian, but according to his will. Paul even adds, for we were workmanship, having been created in Christ for the good works that God prepared us beforehand so we may do them. All right. Ephesians 2.10. Not only are we called, but we're called for a purpose. All right. We are called by a purpose. So how does God call us? You know, some say I can hear a voice. Some say I see vision, stuff of this nature. But look at it this way. Let's look at Moses. Moses was to be the deliverer of Israel, a calling that he knew way back when he was younger. And when you read, he knew about the task from God at the age of 40. While in Egypt, he met God in the burning bush when he was 80. This reminds us of the story when Moses killed an Egyptian. 
he thought that his own people would realize that God was using him to rescue them, but they did not. All right. We don't know where and when Moses got the conviction for God's purpose, but we know he needed to be reminded by the burning bush because you got to understand something. We can be called by a burning bush. We can be called by a thought or a conversation that's going on in our head. The Lord will call us for all things. All we have to do is be willing and be humble and accepting to follow. Okay. There's other ways that people are called into the ministry. Uh, Nehemiah heard of a need of rebuilding Jerusalem's wall, and he felt convicted to do something about it. And this uh, resembles on how the people in history found their calling. Mother Teresa worked for the poor. George Mueller's orphanages and schools, excuse me. Robert Pierce saw the missionary needs and found world vision, meeting the needs and common ways for God's people to accomplish the task. The Lord prepares us so we can be prepared to handle the job that he gives us. Mark John was useful in for the ministry in 2 Timothy 4.11. Apollo was the teacher and the gift of apologetic speakers of when the church was needed and oratorical, when they needed somebody to, to speak on their behalf. So the disciples were called to come and see by Jesus, and then their assignments were later given to them in their discipleship. I understand that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, so let me see if I can explain it in a different way. All people are called according to God's will and purpose. We don't know how the calling is going to come. I can tell you this. I'll share mine with you real quick. Mine was on Easter Sunday, 22 years ago. Easter Sunday, 22 years ago, when the Lord called me into his ministry, he's been calling me for a while. And now understand, I've been in his ministry for 22 years this year, but I ran from it for about a year or so before I submitted. Okay. And it was Easter Sunday. I was sitting to the second to the last pew on the right hand side of the Baptist church. I knew the preacher who was, who was preaching the pastor. I knew him real well. We were good friends. His family was good friends with my family. And he stopped his Sunday uh, sermon, his Sunday morning sermon. He stopped it and said, uh, congregation, church, someone here needs to do or say something. Now, remember, this was sunrise service because it was Easter Sunday. And I remember I sat there and I looked up. I looked straight up to the ceiling and I said, not today, Lord, not today. I am not doing this. And so when it was time to get up and go outside for to watch the sunrise, I went outside and and I went on about my day. But everything that I did that entire day fell apart or any food I put in my mouth was soured. Everything was collapsing. To the point to where I had to be submissive and I had to go and say, okay, Lord, now I'm turning this over to you. And once I accepted that calling to ministry is when I was put on my path. See, I had to remove the noise in my life. I had to remove that noise of myself. Okay. It's just like with uh, salvation and, and stuff of this nature. We have the world calling at us. It's it's beckoning us and it's loud and it's obnoxious. But see, the thing is, is if we have to turn off the world to hear that small, still voice. Let's look at it with Jeremiah. OK, um, Jeremiah 29, 7, uh, 
12 and 14, excuse me, says, in those days when you pray, I will listen. And if you look for me wholeheartedly, you'll find me and I will find, I will be found by you. All right. So we need to understand that, that we got to remove the noise. We have to. Elijah was in a cavern. Abraham was gazing at the stars. David was tending sheep at night. Paul was blinded by his encounter with Christ. Alone in an, alone in Ananias' home, Moses was in the desert, are all examples. They removed the noise around them, and the first step to eliminate the noise is go find yourself alone in a cottage or take a desert hike or a beach walk. Encourage your do not disturb mode for a period of time, and then you will be more open to understanding God's word. And that's very true today. Sometimes we need to take a time out. Sometimes we need to turn the cell phones off. Maybe we need to turn the television off, the radio off, shut the world off, and just have the time alone to sit and listen. The world is full of chaos. The world is full of noise. What did the Bible say? It said that that the uh, the Lord was not into the earthquakes that took place, the strong winds, the breaking of rocks, or the fire. It was the small, still voice. And see, when the Lord calls out, you must be able to listen. You must be responsible to listen for what the Lord is saying. Some people don't want to hear that. You know why? Because if I listen to the Lord, then I got to give up the things of this world. I have to change my ways. And if I had to change my ways, then I'm not enjoying myself anymore. But let me tell you, it is very, very humbling. And it's it's very exciting to serve the Lord. Not always the best jobs, because I, I think there's times where uh, whether I'm doing a podcast and I'm doing a, a episode that I don't want to do and I beg and I plead and I beg again, Lord, please don't don't let me do this episode because it may be hard or I know it's going to strike people wrong. But this is my job. My job is to spread the gospel, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ to the world and make disciples. That's my job. All right. So let's look at the type of noise. We have the noise of entertainment in a society of pleasures in, in leisures, we're tempted to divert our attentions toward being entertained. We spend countless hours on the television, um, binge watching or looking at social media, and we're expecting the Holy Spirit just to appear and just jump in anytime. But see, I'll go a step further with noise of entertainment. I'll say this too. I'll say we allow all that noise because if we can find the filler that keeps us from listening to God then, like I said, we ain't got to pay attention to it. And the more we don't listen, the more we think that the Holy Spirit will leave us alone. Okay. Then besides the noise of entertainment, you got the voice of procrastination. I'll start this tomorrow in a loud voice. It weighs a ton on people's minds today. Today is hard to deal with. All right. So what I'll do is I will do it tomorrow. But Jeremiah, like I said, 12, 14, in those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you. As I said, once we take away all the hustle and bustle and all the noise and we shut everything off and we're by ourselves, now we're meditating, now we're praying, now we're looking and waiting on the Lord. This is when he starts talking to us. Okay, this is when he starts up. And that conversation starts going. Now, let me tell you something now. You may not like what the Lord's asking you to do, but I'm here to tell you today, he'll never put no more on you than what you can handle. You need to understand that. All right. We also got to understand that we cannot be lazy. 
because there are people in this world that is so lazy. They don't want to get up and do anything for the Lord. Matter of fact, they don't even want to do anything for themselves on normal days. All right. Proverbs 24 and four says uh, it's good to wake up and call when it says those too lazy to plow in the right season will have no food in the harvest. And that's very true. If you're lazy and you don't want to do the will of the Lord and you don't want to go out there and do the work, then you can't expect the blessing. You cannot look for the blessing. You cannot sit there and blame God because you haven't been blessed. It's your fault that you haven't been blessed because you failed to do your job because you were lazy. And I know some of you don't agree with me and we can agree to disagree. Okay. So listen, to fix this, to get ourselves in better position, we must have a plan. All right. We must have a plan. And I know some of you are saying, what do you mean a plan? A plan. P. Pray like crazy. Remember, when you when you uh, put God first and everything else will fall in line. All right. You got to let yourself be found by him. You got to be able to pray like crazy and turn around and come together and start praying. Proverbs 6, 9, uh, 16, 9 says in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Amen. Let me tell you something. That's good scripture right there because we always have our course planned out, but the Lord is going to plan our steps. He is in charge. He is large and in charge, and he is always going to plan our steps. All right. On the L part of plan, that's list. All these things that you feel that you could do, but you remember meetings, you need to have special topics in the way that we deal with things. We have to list our priorities. We have to get ourselves together. So if we're praying like crazy and we have a list, we got to stick to it. All right. The A part of plan is activate. You got to find yourself wanting to serve. If you don't want to serve, it ain't going to work. I'm telling you, it's not going to work unless you're willing to serve. And see, people don't always want to serve the Lord. They rather serve their own needs. Okay. And so the last part of this is in for narrow. All right. Narrow the list by taking out what is going to be attention grabbers. And what I mean by that is when you make your list, you make your priorities and you have God first, make sure you narrow that list and remove anything that's going to be in your way. And I know some of you are sitting there saying, well, I don't quite understand what you're saying. If we're praying like crazy and we make our list and we be active in ourselves, and be willing to serve. That's what it boils down to, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Is the willingness to come together and pray, to have a list, to serve and to narrow down that list to remove anything that's going to grab our attention. Because if we're able to do that, then we're able to focus on what God wants and wants for us. All right. That's pretty much the way I could tell you. I can tell you this, that to serve the Lord, like I said, to me, it's the best thing ever. Um, I sometimes kick myself in the butt because it took me so long to start serving the Lord, but it was a plan. It was all a part of his plan. And if you're not a believer in, in the Lord Jesus Christ, let me tell you something. He has a plan for your life. No matter what, he has a plan for your life. All right. So today is the day that you can come and claim as your day that you and the Lord have come together and you have accepted him in your heart and he has saved your soul. And if you are a Christian who has gotten away because Lord knows we've all fell short when it comes to stepping away 
or fallen to the wayside, we have that opportunity today to stand up and keep moving forward and get back with the Lord. All right. And if you've been following the Lord the entire time, God bless you, because now you you see how more important than ever to focus and listen to the Lord. Right. We're going to find our calling in the world full of noise because the Lord Jesus Christ is here. He's going to help us. All we have to do is be obedient and willing to follow. All right. So that is today's episode. Thank you so much for for listening and spending your time with me. I hope and pray from my family to yours. I hope and pray you have a fantastic Thanksgiving. All right. And may God bless each and every one of you. And so just remember, you can follow us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can go to JesusInACupOfJoe.com. You can follow us on our website there and our newsletters. And you can send us an email if you want to at JesusInACupOfJoe at gmail.com. So once again, thank you so much. May God bless each and every one of you. And remember, you always start your day with Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Hey, this is Royce from Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Are you in the market trying to find a great gift and not sure what to do? Why don't you check out my friends at Artisans Woodwork 73? They are your one-stop shop for all of your wood needs. They do handmade cutting boards, cheese boards, stovetop covers, you name it, he can make it. So won't you check them out, artisanswoodwork73.com. And if you use the promo code, hashtag Jesus and a Cup of Joe, you can get up to 10% off your order. 